0: Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. I'm Kevin Brownlee. This is episode eight, so thank you for joining me. Do you remember the movie Chariots of Fire? Remember? Uh, Eric Little, who is a Christian Olympian from Scotland, there's a part of the movie where where he says when he runs, he can sense God's pleasure. It brings glory to God when you do something that he's enabled you to do, and you do it really well, especially for his glory. Does that relate to us in our job? Yes, it does. I think it certainly does. So do you sense God's pleasure when you work? If you have kids, you probably know the pleasure you get when your child works hard at something, and especially when they're doing something to be like you. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, comes to mind, which is a quote by Charles Caleb Colton. I remember working in the garden one spring, several years ago, digging holes to plant potatoes. I turned around and I saw my daughter with a small shovel, digging holes just like I was, She was grunting and digging and working hard. (laughs) I was so pleased with her and was a proud father. And I think God is pleased when we work hard like that too and is proud of us. He created work for us. Genesis 2.15 says that. And he set the example of hard work in Genesis chapter 1. He worked each day. And in the evening, he said the day's work was good. He showed us how to work hard for six days and then take one day off for rest. In Genesis 2, 2 through 3. Sort of like a mirror image were to emulate his work ethic. There's a lot more of that in a previous podcast, so do a search for a podcast which is called Is Work a Gift from God? When I look at his creation, the beauty and the complexity of his work his marvelous handiwork, which is pretty easy to do because I live in the mountains of Montana. I get to see that every day and praise him for that. But I'm compelled to praise him for that, and I'm inspired to work hard like him and create something too. And I know that that pleases him. Working is very important to God. And there are several other examples in the Bible, other than just those in Genesis, so I'm going to discuss those today because this is what we do here at the Blue Jeans Christian Podcast is take what passages are in the Bible and make them applicable to our daily life. And we're going to do that having to do with work in our job today. The first one that comes to mind is 2 Thessalonians three ten through 12, where he said that if you don't work, then don't eat. The passage reads... For even when we were with you, we commanded you this. And this is Paul talking. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner, not working at all, but are busybodies. Now those who are such, we command and exhort through our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat of their own bread. Here's another passage, this is from Psalm ninety seventeen, And let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. First thing I notice is his favor rests upon us when we work hard, his favor. The other thing you notice is he will establish the work of our hands. He will do that for us. So what does that word establish mean? Well, it means our work work will be accepted. Accepted by our employer, accepted by our customers. And we will have longevity of position. Longevity of position. That means we don't have to worry about losing our job. And if we do, it's only because God has a better one for us. But we have to work hard to get those things. The next one comes from Proverbs thirteen four: The soul of a lazy man desires, but has nothing. The soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Our desires will be fully satisfied when we work hard, when we diligently get up and go to work, and diligently do what's required of us. And I like that it says that our soul will be made rich. You know, money certainly matters. We, we need it in our society. We need it to, th- to thrive and survive. But there's another part of us too, and that's our soul, down deep inside, it's one thing to work a job that isn't fulfilling and doesn't give you meaning and doesn't make you feel good inside. But you get a paycheck. It's totally another thing. and it's wonderful when you do get a paycheck, but it also makes you feel really good inside and you're pleased with yourself inside. Another one comes from Proverbs 12, 11, which says, He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. We won't be hungry. God will give us the basic needs that he promises us in Matthew 6, the latter part of Matthew 6. But what does this mean, but he who follows frivolity... I think that means frivolous things. If you do frivolous things, such as things that seem busy, like busyness, but don't really do anything, don't move the ball forward, then it's it's unsatisfying. And you certainly aren't obeying the command in Genesis, the first command in the Bible, in Genesis 128, which is to be fruitful and multiply. And it says, Frivolity is devoid of understanding. Understanding what? Well, moving the ball forward. Doing what I just said. Being fruitful and multiply. You have to understand that. Otherwise, you're just doing busyness which doesn't go anywhere. It's kind of like sitting on a rocking chair. Gives you something to do, but it doesn't go anywhere. I am reminded of a recent study of an Ivy League professor who asked a question of thousands of workers, thousands of successful workers, and compiled all of the answers to come up with the main answer to the question of what satisfies you when you leave work each day. And the most common, by far the most common answer, was when they accomplished something, something that mattered. Like they made progress toward a goal that they have, even if it's just a little, because forward is forward. You know, two steps forward and one step back is still one step forward. So then ask yourself, what matters to you? What are the goals that you or your company has? And were you a part of that that day? And if you need some help, of course we can turn to the Bible, which gives us that in Genesis 128. Today, were you fruitful? Did you multiply Did you make things better or make things or progress towards making things (laughs) or were you a good support for those who do? So do something that matters, something that accomplishes what's important or something that moves the ball down the field, as I said. Through him, we will have strength to work. That's from Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This takes us back to the John 15 passage where Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches and we're to produce fruit. What What does the branch do? It's a conduit from the vine. The vine has all the nutrients that goes through the branch to the fruit. Do we get to choose what fruit to do? I think we do. Yeah, the Bible gives us good outlines of what fruit is. There's the fruits of the Spirit and things that edify the church. But we get to choose because God gave us certain gifts of things that we can do for the church and to help others. He also gave us talents, things we're really good at, and also things we suck at. (laughs) Hopefully we know the difference. (laughs) But the things that we do, that we do well, those are talents. And hopefully our job is taking advantage of our talents and our gifts. So we get to kind of choose what that is and kind of tailor our, our, our careers toward what we do well at. But remember, our nutrients come from the vine, which is Jesus. So he gives us strength because we're actually working for him. You know the passage, work as if working for the Lord? Next one is, hard work will be profitable. Proverbs 4.23 In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. Yes, profit is in the Bible, and it's a good thing. And when you're not laboring hard, you resort to idle chatter, which only leads to poverty. Do you know someone who's all talk and little do? Or when they talk a lot, you kind of have to listen, so now there's two people not getting much done? (laughs) Hopefully you're not one of those people. Hopefully you're one of the people who gets right to work and and works hard. Yeah, there's time for, for chatting around the water cooler or break time, but when you're on the clock, give your employer 60 minutes for each hour he pays you. Otherwise, you're stealing from him. Hard work will be profitable. That's a promise. That's a promise from God that if you work hard, he will make sure that you get taken care of. The next one, which is somewhat similar, but it's from Proverbs 24, 30 through 34. And this one is interesting because it's basically common sense but I think it's in the Bible because God knows that common sense isn't so common. It's written by Solomon, who's the wisest man who ever lived, and here's what it says. I walked through the fields and vineyards of a lazy person, a senseless person. They were full of thorn bushes and overgrown with weeds. The stone wall around them had fallen down. I looked at this, and I thought about it, and learned a lesson from it. Go ahead and take your nap. Go ahead and sleep. Fold your hands and rest a while. But while you sleep, poverty will attack you like an armed robber. So yes, there is a time for napping, a time for sleeping. But there's also a time for working. And when you're on the clock, when you're on the job, work hard. So that the weeds and thorn bushes don't grow up. And you're stonewalled and fall down. Because part of what it's saying there is it just creates more work for you later. Do what needs to be done. Pull weeds if you need. Fix the broken something if it needs fixed. Or else it just causes you to work harder and work later so that you're profitable. And you avoid poverty. The next one comes from 1 Timothy 5.8. Work is required of us for our family, and it must include faith and belief in God. So here's what it says. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's pretty strong words, especially if you have members in your family that depend on you like kids you have to provide for them, or you're worse than an unbeliever. The next one comes from Matthew five sixteen. God's light can shine before others when you work really hard, and that's an opportunity for your co workers to see Christ in you, to see hope, and to see that there is a better way of doing things that brings joy to a person. That passage says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Your good works means a job well done with competency and integrity. Did I say that right? Competency (laughs) and integrity. Do a good job and do it well so that others won't have anything bad to say about you. And who knows, as Peter says, have a ready answer for when someone comes to you and asks about the hope you have or asks why you're a little different, why you enjoy doing work so much and why do you do such a good job? You make us look bad. (laughs) Maybe it's an opportunity then to share the gospel. And this last one comes from Ephesians 4.28. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. When you won't work, you're stealing from others. And stealing is stealing. It's a sin. So work so that you don't steal from others. And then set a little aside so that you can provide for somebody who is in need. And there are some that do, that have a need. Maybe they're between jobs, but they're actively looking or maybe they legitimately cannot work, some physical or mental issues that they just cannot work. But if they can, then they need to, even for a few hours a day. I've seen many signs in stores or signs in restaurants that says they're hiring all shifts for any hours. The service industry, at least in our neck of the woods, It's really hurting for employees and they just need somebody to even work a little bit. And it's okay to work a job like that because it may lead to something else. You know, most good jobs come from relationships, from somebody you know, where you have proven yourself in one place and someone says, Well, you know, I have a brother in law who really could use somebody like you, or something like that. I remember when we were moving from our old shop into the new building, into the new shop, we needed some, just some laborers and some workers for the day, just, just to move tools and stuff. And I remember seeing, seeing a guy over in front of the Walmart that had a sign, you know, we'll, we'll work for food or whatever. So I drove up there and I rolled down the window and I said, we're moving our shop and we just need somebody to carry boxes of tools over to a new place. Um, You can work for as long as you want, but it's really only for a couple of days. And the guy said, what's it pay? And I said, $15 an hour cash, which was a lot of money back in the early 90s. That's when this was. Then he said, I don't work for anything less than 20. So I said, that's why you're not working. Rolled up my window and went back and did it myself. It's okay to work for something that is less than what you think you're worth. Maybe it's a humbling thing, but one of the things that you could do is build a relationship. Do a really good job and prove yourself, and then maybe something greater will come later. Hey, that's a good thing to remember. Something greater could come later. If you be diligent and work hard now. Work is not a four-letter word. It's a way for God to bless us and for us to praise and glorify him and to be light in a dark world. When I put in a full day of hard work, I know God's proud of me and I feel God's pleasure, like that proud father planting potatoes, looking back and seeing his child doing the same thing. During this podcast, I mentioned something real briefly about being the image of God, being like a mirror image of God because we're created in His image. And on our next podcast episode, I'm going to delve into that and actually talk about what it would be like to be the image of God, to be like Him, to be like Jesus, and how to do that in our jobs in practical ways or things you can do. And I'll even give specific examples of things you can do. So I hope you'll download and listen to that one also. And could I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes? Reviews matter a lot, and they help this get out to more people. So you'll be helping others, I would assume, if you were to leave a review on iTunes. Another thing I wanted to mention is you can connect with me through my website, which is bluejeanschristian.com. Let me know what you think and maybe give some suggestions. I'm always open to suggestions. And then another thing to put on your radar is my latest book is due to be released here in a few weeks. It's called Your Glorious Endeavor. It's how to glorify God and worship Him acceptably. It's something that every Christian needs to read. It's one of those how-to books, but should be like the number one how-to book other than the Bible on your reading list. So keep listening, and I'll give more updates on that, or you can check things out on the website, bluejeanschristian.com. Thank you for listening, and may you sense God's pleasure in your work as you endeavor to glorify Him.